The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed during this or any broadcast belong solely to our guests or our hosts. These broadcasts do not represent or reflect the views of their employers, sponsors, or affiliated organizations. Welcome to the Flipboard EDU Podcast with your host, William Jeffrey, where we collaborate, communicate, and educate with the greatest educators in the world on Flipboard. Let's start the show. Welcome back, Flipboard fam. This is your favorite coach, Coach Jeffrey. And in this episode of Flipboard EDU Podcast, we speak with Dr. Sarah Thomas and examine the impact of EduMatch on the modern personal learning network. EduMatch, which was started by Dr. Thomas as a conversation with Rafarns Davis, has grown into an edupreneurial force over the last five years. Already publishing up to 50 books from its inception by dedicated rockstar teachers to growing a slew of educational podcast hosts that are thriving in educational shows. Dr. Thomas is known for her welcoming demeanor and her passion for teaching and learning. Let's communicate, collaborate, and educate with the best educators in the world right here on Flipboard EDU Podcast. Welcome back, Flipboard fans. This is your favorite coach, Coach Jeffrey. Dr. Michael Milstead and Stacey Booju cannot be here tonight, but I have an amazing guest who I just love talking to, Dr. Sarah Thomas. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I am really, really honored to be here. So, so thank you. Hey, you know what? You are a staple on anything that I do. I'm going to definitely try to talk to you as much as I can. Sarah, tell our guest about yourself for those who don't know you. Absolutely. So um, a little bit about me. I'm about to start my 16th year in education. I have to keep saying that because I can't even believe it. But I've taught everything from first to 12th grade, um, as well as in the Masters of Ed Tech program. Currently, I'm a regional technology coordinator. So I work on a district team. I'm a 12-month teacher, and I help to integrate technology. I help schools with that, as well as the district as a whole. Uh, we've definitely had our hands full with the remote learning. Yeah. Um, outside of that, I'm affiliate faculty over at a local Maryland University, and I'm also the founder of a project called EduMatch. I guess now I could call it an organization because yeah. we're we're a business now. So, yeah. so yeah, that's that's kind of a little about me. You know what? I admire you so much because I remember the first time I was introduced to you through Shelly Terrell, who was also a guest on our show. And um, just to, I, I didn't realize that there were so many amazing educators out there. And I just want to thank you for putting together the amazing educators that you do. Oh, well, thank you so much. I mean, it, it is always an honor to be able to collaborate with you and learn from and with you. So, uh, so I really do appreciate you, Coach. Oh, uh, that's nice. That's nice. Why did you start the EduMatch organization? The reason I started it, it it's, it's a funny story. I was talking to a friend of mine, uh, Rafans Davis. Back in September 2014 um, on Voxer, we were just having a conversation on a Friday night, and she started talking about fantasy sports and math. I flashed back to a conversation I had the month before in Haiti with my cousin who used to teach math in New York City schools. And I was just like, y'all need to talk um, because he has some really good ideas. He gave me a book. And then I was just like, we need to also talk with Chris Caviles because he also has some great ideas um, about gamification. So... At that point, I was just kind of like, wait a minute, is there something out there that'll connect people like that? And so I decided to go on Twitter and take a look. You know, of course, there were the chats and the Voxer groups and things like that, but nothing to 
directly facilitate those introductions. At that point, you know, I just kind of tweeted out seeing who might be interested in being edumatched. And I had to defend it's not a dating site <laughs> for anybody who thought it was like match.com, but it's not. You know, someone responded and just told me about himself. So I just tweeted it out with different hashtags. He said that he connected with a lot of people. So just kept it going. And from there, when people joined, they brought their great ideas and we've tried them out. We've kept things that worked. And, uh, you know, that's pretty much how we've grown over the past five years. So now with Edumatch, we have a podcast. We have presence on all different social medias as well as publishing. We publish books and we have a nonprofit. And our most recent venture is that we're doing courses, kind of a little bit of everything. Man, I am like so proud of you. Like you... <laughs> Every time I talk to you, you got something brand new going down, and that's good. That's good. <laughs> Thank you so, so much. And a part of one of my motivations for talking to you, I was looking on Twitter, and I saw Dr. Will's tweet. And Dr. Will said that it's too many of us interviewing the same people. <laughs> <laughs> we all, can can oh, we please okay. branch out? So I'm going to shout out to Dr. Will because every time I interview, I interview pretty much the same good people because you guys are always doing amazing things. And I want to talk about your publishing aspect of EduMatch, how you took an idea from um, collaborating with educators and then you ended up making a publishing company. How did that happen? Oh, man. So one of the things is that we have a Voxer group that's still going strong. We started it back in the fall of 2014. And, you know, people joined the very first group got maxed out at 500. And then so I started up like a second room. But as folks joined, we just have these conversations, like the stuff that people bring to the table is just amazing and mind blowing. So one day we got on the topic of bucket list, like what does everyone want to do before they retire? And so many people were like, oh, you know, I would love to publish a book, would love to publish a book, kept hearing it. And so at that point, I was just like, all right, cool. Well, let's go ahead and give this a shot. You know, everybody, if you're interested, just submit a chapter. Let's see what happens. I had no idea what I was doing um, <laughs> in terms of, of publishing this. You know, I was trying to tell everybody, if this blows up, I am so sorry. You can take these chapters, use them as blog posts or whatever. But I really have to, you know, tip my hat to, to those 20 or so people who kicked it off because it's through it's through them, through their collaboration and through their faith that we were able to, you know, make this this first product, which set it off for all the rest of the books to come. And now, you know, I would say in 2018, we started publishing solo books. So people started writing their own book. They started writing team books. And now we are up to 47. And I want to say next week, it's going to be 48. Wow. So we'll hit 50 by September. That yeah. is crazy. <laughs> wow. Man, I hopped on one of them books too, man. I was like, oh, let me get a chapter in the book. (laughs) Oh, that was amazing. And hopefully we have you back. Like we're doing it again. So I signed up. I signed up. I jumped jumped on my man, Milstead. I said, hey, Milstead, they're doing another book, man. Let's get in it. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I am so proud of you because, again, when you did that, you were a teacher, correct? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I was in the classroom. Um, You know, I had, I want to say the very first year, the very first year I might've been teaching high school, Mm -hmm. you know, and then shortly thereafter I left to my current position, but I'm still a teacher, you know, still a 12 month teacher. You know, I just don't have my own classroom, but you know, officially classified as a teacher. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and, and and that's what's amazing. And this is what we need in this COVID, this COVID opportunity. I'm not even going to call it a problem anymore because we've identified yeah. all the problems and we need to start thinking, how can we expand? And I think you are a great 
role model for the expansion of a teacher's mind. You know, you know, I, I'm just so proud of 50 books in less than five years. Come on, dude. Come on. Stop. <laughs> well, thank you so stop. much. And I mean, you have been just an inspiration like this whole time. I remember from the very early days and you've always been so supportive and so down to collaborate. And I'm just like, I'm, I'm so thankful. So, so thank you. That was nice of you to say. And then, you know, with the EduMatch connection that you guys started, and you know, you guys are being group. You, there are other good or not even good. These are other great educators who you work with. Can you shout out a couple of them? Oh, gosh. It's like choosing you your favorite child. I hate to put you on the spot. I hate you put on the spot. But let me tell you who I met. <laughs> let me just. Okay. So through EduMatch, I met Valerie, uh, Brian yes. Ramiro Smith. Oh, my God. Like those yes. two right there. Oh, my God. Then Shelly. I, I got to throw her in there. I mentioned Dr. Will earlier. Dr. Mills, the edu- yes. he's always about the money, the entrepreneur. So. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, Martin, Martin Brown. Uh, yes. Elisa. What is it? Elisa O'Neill? Elisa O'Neill? Uh, Fra- Elisa Fraser. Yes, Elisa Fraser. Yeah. I work with Elisa O'Neill. I'm sorry. Well, Elisa Fraser. Uh, who else yeah. are we missing? Oh, man. I would say you named two members of our of our publishing team, so I'll give them shout outs really quickly. So you already named Martine Brown, Elisa Fraser. We have uh, Dr. Zatul and Toya over yes, in yes, Cali. Yes, we team. have Mandy Fralick, um, yeah. Melody McAllister. Yes, yes you know, just doing great things. And also wanted to shout out the board um, for the foundation. So, you know, uh, Tammy Neal, Dr. Zatulantoya again, yeah. <laughs> um, Tara Lenny, and Mom Dukes is on the board as oh, well, my mom. Oh, so she's our treasurer. So, yeah. Wow. yeah. And if I start naming people beyond that, then it wouldn't be, it, <laughs> I, I would be here all day. Yeah. So <laughs> I, hate to, I hate to throw you under the bus, but one of the tenets of this podcast is we talk about the four C's. It's really eight C's, but we talk about the four C's, com- creativity, communication, collaboration, and critical thinking. And the collaboration piece is so important to me during this time where we have the uh, an expanded opportunity to do so. Um, how do you encourage te- teachers to collaborate? Because you told me that, well, you didn't really tell me this on air, but I know that some of the teachers who write books or some of the people who write books are actually teachers. How do you, how yeah. did you get that to, to work? The magic of the community is just amazing. Just how many people are out there willing to connect and to share their stories. And it's, it's wild because a lot of times you have to pull it out of people, yeah. you know, like because as educators, a lot of a lot of folks are very kind of shy and, you know, they feel like they don't have, you know, they feel like whatever they would share. Somebody's already said it, but I mean, really, nobody's going to be able to tell a story the same way. And the way that I tell it and the way that you tell it, it might hit differently for some hearing it from you. It may hit differently for some for hearing it from me. So for people to be able to share their story, filter through their own lens, their own experience, you know, it's, it's just amazing um, just to see this come together. And now... Over the years, I've been seeing more and more people that are eager to to get their message out there because, I mean, we see all of these needs in our field and we see we see the good. We see the things that need to change. And I mean, it's really been a rewarding experience over these 16 years to kind of see education shift. And now it's kind of more, um, I would say it's more grassroots, you know, teachers and administrators and everybody, all educational stakeholders just are are connecting beyond their roles, beyond their geography and creating these networks and just sharing freely what they know and what they've learned and uh, what they want to know. So, I mean, it's just been, it's just been really inspiring seeing that power come back to the grassroots, you know? So So, Sarah, who inspired you to, to get started 
in teaching? Like, and then once you got started in teaching, who inspired you to grow as a professional? Oh man. Again, a lot of people I could shout out right now. <laughs> I would say that um, when I was a little kid, I wanted to be a teacher, but then somehow I strayed away from that. But the person who really encouraged me to to begin in the field of education was my mom. Um, you know, she started teaching middle school around the time I was a sophomore, freshman, sophomore in college. And I started coming down, helped her setting up her class. And I was just like, this is where I want to be. I have all of my credits done in my major field, but, you know, let me see if there's a way for me in. And, and luckily there was. So, you know, my, my whole family, I have to give a huge shout out to them because the journey was not always easy. I know the first few years I almost, I almost did not make it, <laughs> but they, they were there for me the entire time, encouraging me, pushing me, you know, and it's from them that, that I learned a lot, you know, just by, by watching them, you know, with their various projects that they had when I was a kid, just, uh, just kind of picking up things here and there. So our kids are watching us, you know, I'm a testament to that. <laughs> you wanted the kids that was watching, huh? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Well, um, so now that you're a teacher, you got a lot of support. Who grew you professionally? What principal, what assistant principal, what colleague said, hey, you can do this with these kids? Oh, wow. That is such a great question. There were a few along the way that were really supportive and really there. Um, I have to say, again, the, the beginning was not easy. There were there were always people there to kind of, you know, help out and to cheer. But sometimes it just wasn't a good fit. I would say that things started to begin to turn around my third year. So I really have to thank the administration at, at my third school. They know who they are. The principal <laughs> there was a principal when when I was in elementary school. Oh, so okay. uh, it was an honor to work with her. And then after that, I went to another school and the principal there was definitely a multiplier. And she she was just like, OK, you know. I trust you to make the decisions. And I, I got to put a lot of my energy into thriving, not just surviving. You know, I wasn't constantly watching my back, afraid to do something and mess up and get caught. I was actually seeking out ways to grow and to learn and to try new things for my students, with my students, from my students, you know, all of those different things. And then after that, I went to one more school and the principal there was also phenomenal. All of my colleagues were phenomenal. It, it's, it's, it's a lot about that, that empowering culture, you know, and climate of the school. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's something that I heard you say, because I can share the story with you. I was not the best teacher in the beginning. As a matter of fact, I didn't know mm -hmm. how to teach. And it's my coworkers at um, Jeff Davis high school is where I worked. Okay. That's the most racist name that you can have a high school named <laughs> after. <laughs> it was Jefferson <laughs> Davis high school. And all of my colleagues were phenomenal. And I remember I uh, I did something that would have got me in trouble uh, with a student. Not I, I I reprimanded a student in the wrong way. And my colleagues okay. brought me to the table and was like, that's not how we do stuff. This is how you do it. We're under classroom management. And so they mentored me. What mm -hmm. do your colleagues say now that they've seen your growth? They knew the old person. Do you ever run to <laughs> any of those people? Yes. You know, it's funny because now in my role, you know, I work with uh, several different schools. Yeah. So it was it was funny because one of the schools that I had like uh, a couple years back was one of the early schools uh, where I was. Yeah. And I mean, it was a different, you know, a different administrator, but a lot of the same people were there. And also, you know, I would kind of see them move around different places. And I mean, I, I think that 
quite honestly, if I'm going to be honest, I think that, that they might have been surprised to see me still in here, you know, like, I don't know how many years later, you know, cause I moved around so much. Like the first, uh, the first, what was it? Five years. I was in four different schools. Yeah. So I surprised myself by yeah. staying that long, you know, but after that I fell in love with the job. Like I was already in love with teaching. You know, yeah. I loved working with students from day one. Mm-hmm. That's what brought me to it. But actually the whole teaching and learning process, I, I really started to get into that um, and really get a love for it around year five. I was kind of a late bloomer. But then, you know, once I got my PLN with me, then that was like next level. (laughs) Not only did you bloom, I think that if we're just going to be honest, this show is about your impact that you have done um, on various educators, including myself. Now, uh, I didn't know you guys until 2014, but I would not have even, if it wasn't for that same friend, Rafrons Davis, I saw Refrons and I was like, oh my God, that's Refrons. And I went up and I introduced myself. <laughs> I was like, hello, Refrons. How are you? And she she asked me, she was like, do you blog? And I was like, huh? She's like, do you blog? And I never considered it. And had she not yeah. put that in my head, I would not be right here talking to you to this day. Yes, she is phenomenal. Yes, like she is. she is one she of is. the most innovative people I've ever met. Yes, so. yes, yes. You guys are amazing. Yeah. And um, yeah, I, I just really, I really want to just, you know, just look at the fact, like I talked about the COVID era. I talked about the struggle, but there are teachers struggling right now who are new, mm-hmm. who started yeah. off like a Sarah Thomas or started off like a William Jeffrey. What advice mm-hmm. would you give that teacher? Oh man, they, what I would recommend is to build your network. I, I'm paraphrasing a friend, build your network before you need it. Um, because (laughs) those people will have your back, like on the good days, on the bad days, like they will cheer for you when, when you need it, they will pick you up when you need it. But, but, you know, building that network, making it as global as possible and getting to know people beyond just the surface level, just really getting to know them as people. Like, you know, there's some folks that I probably will never meet in life. I mean, I hope that we get a chance to meet, but face-to-face, you know, we might not be able to meet because we're on two different sides of the world. But, you know, we are such good friends that if we ever did meet, then it would feel like this was somebody I grew up with or something that we're reconnecting, you know? So I would say using the social media where they already are. A lot of people are on Facebook. There's so many Facebook groups that are popping up left and right right now as a response to, you know, what, what we are dealing with. And there's some that have been there for a while as well, but I'm really starting to see people flock to these groups that are just kind of starting up as a response to the pandemic and people are building their connections on Twitter. You know, Twitter's where I got my start. There's so many people on there, every social media platform, every major one, there's some kind of educator presence. So I would say look for them wherever, wherever the listeners are, then just go ahead and look for the educators wherever you are. Gotcha. And you said you have a podcast, which I've been a, a guest on your podcast several, several times, uh, actually twice. But uh, <laughs> and then, um, Man, <laughs> so you have your podcast and what else do you guys do? Uh, we have our book, edumatchpublishing.com is where you can find our books as well as our documentaries. So shout out to Dr. Will. I know uh, we've talked about him already, but he has the Edupreneur documentary. So uh, Edupreneur 2 is coming out. There's also one, uh, one of my students did it as her master's project called Thrive. So 
there's that documentary as well. Uh, so shout out to Tanika Polk. In addition, besides the publishing, our main site is edumatch.org and our brand new courses site is edumatchcourses.com. Wow. And our foundation. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I jumped in too early. My bad. Go ahead. No, no, my bad. Because I I forgot about this one. So edumatchfoundation.org is our nonprofit. So that's currently in soft line. Let me go to your courses. Dr. Thomas, what what would I learn in an edumatch course? Okay. So what we are trying to do, we're trying to run them in parallel with the publishing, but also branch out a little bit. I know I'm dropping like courses left and right in there just to kind of, you know, build up the database so that people, you know, can have something when they actually go there. But right now there's a a flagship course on podcasting. So kind of taking people, it's it's geared towards educators. So just from from start to finish. In addition, there are a couple of mini courses on there. One of them is free and it will stay forever free. It's Investing 101 geared towards educators because it's made such a difference in my life. So I want to make sure that everybody has access to that information so they can get started stacking their, their coins. <laughs> and then um, the second one is free for a limited time. And that is social media for content creators. So different ways to leverage Facebook, Instagram, things like that. Man, that's so deep. One day I'm going to get the uh, Rick James cold-blooded. Now I knew you was cold-blooded. <laughs> But I knew you was cold-blooded when you did the Acorns thing. I was scrolling through Facebook, and I saw you <laughs> doing your Facebook Live on Acorns. I said, golly, yes. that's cold-blooded. Yes. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, that's all part of the course. So it's all based around that one Facebook video with some added content to it. Yeah, so. hey, that's that's deep, and we need that. I mean, we, we need that because we educate our educators have an end. And we spend a lot of time in the work so much where some of us are not paying attention to the end that's that's approaching. And I think the investment is is a really good way to invest your money and look at where you're going to end so that you can have a new beginning. I think there right. are some of us who don't get to that point. So. Yeah, I love that. A, a new way to end so you have a new beginning. That is, that is very deep. <laughs> well, well, thank you. Well, speaking of deep, I just really appreciate you. I don't want to thank you. We, our time is about uh, Dr. Thomas. You're such an amazing person. So welcoming and just a a lovely person to talk to. Well, thank you so much. And same to you, Coach. It's always great chatting with you. And I know I'm calling you Coach, even though you have changed (laughs) positions, but I I feel like I'm always going to call you Coach. (laughs) But you're always coaching people up. So so thank you for everything that you do. Thank you so much. And I I'm going to keep being a coach. I mean, you know what? I don't care if I become a superintendent. I'm just going to be a coach. Well, I want to thank you again for taking the time to be on our show, and you have a great day. All right. Thank you so much. You too. With so much content wheezing around out there, there's only one storytelling platform that helps you keep calm and stay informed and inspired. Flipboard. Flipboard curates the world's stories so you can be smarter in your work, life, and play. Choose from thousands of topics to personalize Flipboard and get the best stories from the best publishers and experts delivered to you 24-7. Get started now at Flipboard.com. Ladies and gentlemen, do you know what time it is? It is time for Flip Tips. Today's Flip Tip is brought to you by Jan Inspire and Terry Porter. Terry Porter and Jan Inspire do a hashtag flipped EDU chat every Wednesday from 1 Pacific Standard Time to 2 
p.m. Join our Twitter chat as we talk about things that are relevant to education. I'd like to send a huge shout out to Terry Porter and Janice Spire. Keep up the great work, ladies. Subscribe to our Flipboard EDU podcast magazine. Flipboard fam, can't believe that episode is already over with. Such a great time with Dr. Sarah Thomas. Just want to thank you for coming out and spending time with us. I really appreciate it. On our next episode, we will have Dr. Michael Moody. Well, we will be talking about equity right before school starts. I want to thank you. Hope that you tune in for our next episode on Flipboard EDU Podcast.